Warning, this podcast contains depictions of violence and foul language and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the culmination of my boredom. Everyone else is on winter break and left me here to fend for myself. And it wouldn't be so bad if I also had somewhere cool to go. But the fact of the matter is I'm basically a friendless squatter in the studio when no one else is around. I don't technically take up a lot of space and I'm translucent, so... I don't fuck up the decor. I think that's why Gulia pretends not to notice that I literally never leave. But whatever, may they be merry and bright, happy new year, all that undead nonsense. Anyways, I'm sure you've been just as bored as I am during the lull between episodes. And that's why I'm bringing a little bonus story to warm you on a chilly winter night and make you glad that you're not in the middle of the blackout. It was my last class of the semester, and of course, it had to be on the last day of the week before the break and the latest possible class time. Dr. Brody was one of those professors. So, as a result, I'd be walking across a barren campus at 10 at night to head back to an empty dorm building and up to my empty dorm room. If I sound bitter, it's because I am. Christmas has always been my favorite holiday of the year, and right about then, my family would be sitting around the fireplace, laughing and drinking mom's homemade cider without me, at least until the next day. It was cold outside and soft flakes of snow fell from the sky. I could see my breath in the air as I blew in my hands before slipping them into their mittens. It always took me around 20 minutes to get back to my dorm, no matter which direction I walked. But, considering the snowfall, I figured if I took the route through the parking structure, I would at least have cover from the falling flakes as I walked. (sighs) Alright, let's go. I looked around the vast expanse of the campus quad as I passed. It was strange to see it so desolate and peaceful. No frat boys passing a frisbee on the lawn. No student improv club trying to pass flyers for an upcoming show. Not even another student suffering the same fate that I was, left behind for winter break. In fact, there was no one. I was completely alone. You've done this walk a million times. Don't be such a baby. Come on! When you're a girl walking home alone at night, it's hard to know what's scarier. Being completely alone under the night sky, or coming across another person during your journey. On the one hand, when you're alone, you have no one else to fear. But you also have no one around to help you should something emerge from the shadows. 
On the other hand, crossing paths with a stranger doesn't always mean salvation, especially on a deserted college campus. <sighs> I shivered at the thought, but began to relax as the parking structure came into view. I could see the pointed tip of the roof of my dorm building poking up from the other side. I was getting close to warmth and safety, and suddenly a night in alone didn't sound so torturous. But then... <gasps> no fucking way. My brightly lit path was suddenly shrouded in a deep, black darkness. The soft hum of electricity was replaced with only the faint sound of the late night wind. Shit, shit, shit! Where are you? Come on! Damn it! Okay, okay. We've got 10%. No reception. 10% is good enough for the low beam flashlight, right? Come on, Jenna. You've got this. I waved my flashlight in front of me slowly, reorienting myself to the path. On the low beam setting, I could only see about six feet in front of me. I was in the middle of questioning exactly how much reaction time six feet would give me when my light passed over a campus safety call box. Oh, thank God! Hello? My name's Jenna, I'm a student, and I'm next to the parking structure. I need an escort to Lombard Hall. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Please? Shouldn't this thing be blackout proof? <sighs> Shit. I was only a few seconds into my breakdown when I heard it. I stood up straight and waved my flashlight around. The beam had grown lower as my battery depleted. I was now at 7% with only 4 feet of light. Hello? Are, are you from campus safety? Whoever it was didn't want to reveal themselves. But I had the sense enough to know that they weren't there to save me. I turned away and started toward the parking structure. Even in the dark, I knew it was safer to head there than to wait around for whoever was behind me to catch up. Before long, the fourth level entrance for the structure came within the reach of my flashlight beam. I slowed my pace, overwhelmed by the darkness. It was amazing to think that in the midst of a school-wide blackout, there could be somewhere darker than the darkness I was already in. But there, at the entrance to the parking structure, I felt as though I was about to enter a void beyond this realm of existence. <gasps> the stranger was not far off. Even at such a slow, menacing pace, they had managed to nearly reach me. I steeled myself and ready to enter. One foot in front of the other. Come on, Jenna. I followed the beam of my flashlight, passing by one empty parking space after another. The howling of the wind through the hollow level sounded more intense than it had outside. 
I shivered as a gust of wind blew across my path. The flashlight grew dimmer as my battery reached 5%. I quickened my pace, anxious to make it out of the structure before my phone gave out on me. Behind me, footsteps followed at a slow and steady pace. The stranger let out a gargled moan and I felt my breath catch in my throat. I broke into a frantic run across the concrete level. I slid to a stop just before the stairwell. I could only see the first few steps, but even in the dim light, I could tell that they were slick with ice. I wouldn't be able to run down without risking a bad fall. The steady steps behind me snapped me back into action. I grasped a handrail with my free hand and began the icy walk down four flights of stairs. I took each step one at a time, making sure both feet stood firm before moving to another. One, two, three, four. I kept my eyes on my feet, trying to concentrate on my steps. I could hear the stranger making their descent close behind me, but I wasn't willing to risk going faster. Please! Leave me alone! Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a hand reach out for me. I jerked back, just missing its grasp, as the fist closed in on the air. My heart nearly stopped as I realized my feet were no longer beneath me. I braced for impact as my body neared the stairs. Nauseating pain rained through my arm. I pulled it up from beneath the mound of snow and hugged it close to my chest. My forearm felt limp and throbbed with pain. <sighs> Whoever this psycho was had proven how determined they were to get to me. Despite the pain, I wasn't willing to become easy prey. I got to my feet and oriented myself. <sighs> okay, your phone is gone and your arm is toast, but you've still got your head start. You've got this, Jenna. Run. <gasps> My eyes had adjusted enough to the darkness to make out the structures surrounding me. I could see the outline of my dorm growing nearer, and I tapped into whatever adrenaline I had left to run faster. The moaning of the stranger grew louder as they attempted to match my speed in vain.
you, you psycho! Stay away from me! I made it to the courtyard in front of my dorm and slid across the ice, slamming into the front doors. Ugh. The doors were operated by a key card system. It was meant to keep out unauthorized visitors, but in this instance, it felt like a direct form of sabotage. I couldn't fathom maneuvering my backpack off of my broken arm and searching for my card and still having enough time to get away from the stranger. Help me! Help me! Someone's coming, please! Let me in! I live here! Lights illuminated the courtyard one by one, revealing the strangers standing in the snow just outside the door. It was... a girl. Blood soaked through her winter jacket and pants. Her left hand gripped an area of her neck that had been impaled by a large icicle. She reached her other hand out toward me. Then she fell to the ground collapsing in a bloody heap on the snow. Dina Carson had been walking back to her dorm alone on the night of the blackout. She was under an awning in the quad when the lights went out. The speculation is that she must have gotten scared and bumped into something, causing the icicle to fall. She just happened to be standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because she was impaled in the neck, she couldn't cry out for help. When she heard me trying to use the call box, she must have thought she would soon be saved. Unfortunately, she took a bet on the wrong person. And the face she made when she finally realized it will haunt me for the rest of my life. Yikes. Fucking gnarly. Do me a favor. Keep away from college campuses if you can avoid it. They bring nothing but existential dread, nightmares, and questionable hookups. And remember, you don't have to be a girl walking home alone at night to be afraid of the dark. A Bad Feeling Horror Podcast is an original production of The Brighter Die Chicks, with music and sound design by Christopher Adrian. 
The Blackout was written and directed by Mercedes K. Milner. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a Bad Feeling Horror Podcast and ABF Horror Pod underscore official. <laughs>